We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive us. Yeah, yeah, Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I have some breaking news this time. What is it? Jessie Nelson has wiped her Instagram account ahead of her debut solo single. Jesse Nelson's new solo era. It's coming. Jesse Nelson wiped her Instagram. And if you know what that means, if you've been paying attention at all in the past two years, you know that means drama is coming. You know that means content is around the corner. A new era is coming. A new Jesse is coming. I can't wait. And guess what? Also, Little Mix just got its Madame Tussauds wax figures. And guess who's in the group? Is Jesse in the Tussauds yeah, wax they put figure? Her, they, they put, put Jesse her... in the Madame Tussauds thing. Get this billboard headline. <laughs> at, around, like wrap your small brain around this billboard headline. Little Mix's Madame Tussauds wax figures are unveiled. And includes Jesse Nelson. <laughs> Sorry to call your brain small. I just, you know, just for this purposes. Little Mix's Madame Tussauds wax figures are unveiled and includes Jesse Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Little Mix's Madame Tussauds wax figures are unveiled and includes Jeezy Nelson. As per usual, when it comes to Madame Tussauds wax figures, they are horrendous. <laughs> they, they probably are started making these like 12 hideous. years ago. And at, by the end of it, they were like, we already made Jessie. We're including her. Sorry. Like, I don't care if she left the group and she's starting a new era. This was one wax artist's like piece de resistance. Like, I put six years of my life into the Jessie Nelson wax figure. Like, right. we will not be throwing it back into the incinerator. I gotta say, her wax figure is Spot on. I mean, they Hers got looks her. More they like got her, her good. than everyone else. 
She's coming. And also, she's coming, as they say. She's coming. What is Billboard's, like, coverage of this? They say that she co- has a song coming out. The Sun says, quote, she has completed the song and it will be accompanied by an energetic video she has spent the past few days rehearsing for. <laughs> a music insider told The Sun, Jessie spent several months at the beginning of the year working on music and it has all come together quickly. Her new label, Polydor, are keen to strike while the iron is hot. Where, <laughs> what iron? What, what's hot? I could touch that iron with my bare hand and Yeah, what flinch. iron? <laughs> The iron isn't hot. Oh, we're focused on the pandemic, but sh- I mean, still, but I'm just saying like, what iron? Okay. We were joking about this taking six years, but the actual truth is that it went into production in early 2020, which I have to believe means pre-COVID, which is like, imagine starting on this project <laughs> and number one, a pandemic begins. And number two, Little Mix disintegrates in front of your very eyes, you know, like... <laughs> What a just debasing year and a half it was for the people who made this collection. Someone tweeted, good morning only to Leanne's posting the girls' wax figures and not including Jesse Nelson's. I just love the like. (laughs) Wait, Leanne Pinnock posted the... Thank you to Taylor. She posted their wax figures but didn't include Jesse's. Is Leanne still pregnant? Yeah, she's still pregnant. Okay. Two-thirds little mix pregnant and Jesse Nelson has a new era. That's the news, okay? (laughs) Good night and good luck. Do we have to go to London to see these wax figures probably? Is it the Madame Tussauds in yeah, London? Yeah, it's the Madame Tussauds. You think they, mm. I'm sorry, no offense to Little Mix, but I don't think they it's made the Madame the Tussauds, Tussauds in San Antonio. <laughs> Davy Crockett, Jesse Nelson. <laughs> I don't know who's posing with the Jesse Nelson. Well, aside from me, Jesse Nelson wax figure in New York City. Like, they gotta be London. The Madame Tussauds in San Antonio is actually called Louise Tussauds. That's a who. I've never heard of Louise. Who's there? Like, the Alamo? Like, I'm sorry, I don't know. Davy Crockett? Well, the Predator is there. The only one they have on the website is the Predator, as in the character, the Predator. Wait, like I'm from not... the Alien and the Predator? From the Alien versus Predator. Oh, Louise sure. Tussauds, Waxworks. Who's in there? I want to see. I'm going to the TripAdvisor for these. Oh, it's a lot of character. Oh, Johnny Depp. Okay. Okay. Classic. No, I don't care. We got Johnny Depp. We got Sandra Bullock. Oh, because she shot Miss Congeniality in San Antonio. That was a big deal for us. Okay. Interesting. Grasping at straws. Lady Gaga in a meat dress, not really related to San Antonio history, but I'll take it. Incredible meat dress, very specific. Um, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart and Taylor Lautner as their Twilight characters. Do you think that when Madame Tussauds are like the higher profile wax museums, when they like get the new era, so when they're like, okay, Gaga is a star is born now, so we're going to like, we're going to put the meat dress somewhere else. Like she's not, this is not relevant to her anymore. Do you think like then San Antonio, like lesser wax museums then get to like bid on the items that they can then bring to their wax museums as like the cast offs, you know? I bet that is exactly what happens. (laughs) Lindsay, do you see what I'm sending you? Uh, No offense to San Antonio's Wax Museum, but they got the C to D team when it came to wax artists. Oh, yeah, no, these aren't. Look at this Ryan Reynolds. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Since when does Ryan Reynolds have a beard and mustache like this? Okay, like which era is this? Insane. Look at Daisy Ridley. I'm sorry. If if your Wax Museum has Daisy Ridley, you're not on the list. Also, not to be rude, but like this Ryan Reynolds wig is like worse than most drag queens. Like most drag queens have a better wig situation than this Ryan Reynolds. Get it together. And I don't know who this is in a meat dress, but it's not Stephanie Germanata. Okay. It's like. Oh, no, that is. It looks just like a girl named Stephanie. It, that is Stephanie, it's, but it's not like yeah, this Gaga. is Stephanie with the PH. This is Stephanie with the PH <laughs> for sure. You are listening to Who's There with the Call In Show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619 Who Them. Let's start with comments. 
Hi, Lindsay Bobby, pausing the podcast to tell you that Allie Love has started very slowly posting pictures of her wedding weekend, and so far they appear to be sponsored. They are all about her flight and hashtagged my United journey um, because she took United. So is the whole thing going to be sponsored? That's why she needed more followers. I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that. Crunch, crunch. It could be a wedding hashtag, honestly, my United journey. But no, she's talking about the airline. <laughs> but she's talking about the airline. I do like that this um, airline sponsor is like the complete opposite of having your luggage lost by Air France. Like it is <laughs> on the other side of the spectrum. I'm also so pleased to see another caller interested in Allie Love's marriage other than like mm-hmm. me, you, and our friend Franny, who was the person who called in last time. <laughs> Franny has been texting us. Like updates. I don't think we got past the the uh, when she went private. We didn't, we didn't make it. I requested and she did not accept me. <laughs> so Franny's on the inside sending us all these updates. She <laughs> did see her United journey too. She looks like she's in first class, ready for takeoff, and the excitement is real. She better at be. United hashtag my United journey. Can you imagine if you got a United sponsorship and they're like, "Well, you're coach still. It's free, <laughs> but you're in coach." You're in a middle seat next to the bathroom. <laughs> but it is free. It is free. It is free. So please make sure to hashtag hashtag my United Journey. What's worse, my United Journey or hashtag shingles virus? That's up to you to decide. <laughs> but they did get, which I'm actually impressed by, they got page six coverage uh, by Francesca Bacardi. Yeah. It, when they said they were married, it said they got married. Right. Peloton's Ali Love marries Andrew Haynes in Mexico. Right. I know... We're encouraging this by even covering her, but I soon after I saw the page six tweet or whatever, I saw another thing that was like two like two soul cycle or two Peloton instructors like get engaged. And I have to say, I'm calling for a moratorium. I need all of us to band together and stop covering like these people. Like I think the they're Pelotons? great. I loved and I all of them. Soul cycle, Pelotons, Equinox, whatever whoever comes about. I think that they're all lovely. I love to exercise, but I they are not deserving of the the tabloid pages. Like it's too much. I don't you need to know whether Cody Rigsby uh, went on a hike with his boyfriend. I don't need to know that. I'm sorry. And Cody I don't Rigsby went on a hike says. with his boyfriend. I'm just making that up. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm making that up. But like, I just want to say I'm taking a stand mm-hmm. against the coverage of these people. I think they're great, but I don't need to see it. And that's what all I'll say. The last thing I'll say is that the page six coverage points out that like, unlike a lot of celebrities who truly have a lot of spare time, Peloton instructors are busy. Like they have (laughs) jobs. But wait, it says fellow Peloton instructors, Cody Rigsby, Emma Lovewell, Hannah Corbin, Jess Sims, Tunde Oyanane, and Robin Arzone all attended the nuptials, but came back in time to resume their beloved live classes. (laughs) They had to go back to work. Peloton was like, you can all go because it's great PR for us, but you can't miss your class. I feel that. See, that's what I'm saying. We can't let these people we can't let these people get too big for their quote unquote spandex britches because then they'll stop doing their live sh- classes that you guys love so Can much. Can I cycle remotely at a Peloton in Mexico and they're like, "No, honey, you need to be in studio on Monday." <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's true. I mean, Whatever. it's kind of hard to take that work on the go. Unfortunately <laughs> for them. Okay, next call. Lindsay Bobby, this is a question for Dr. Gab. I am under 30 years old, and I have had shingles four times. Uh, the first time was when I was 14. Obviously, I am 
living a high stress lifestyle and need to uh take a hard look in the mirror. Most recently I had the shingles a couple weeks ago. And for the last couple of times, every time I go to my doctor and I say, Can I please get the shingles vaccine? And they say, No, no, you cannot get the shingles vaccine because it is not tested in people under the age of fifty. So I'm just gonna keep getting shingles until I turn fifty. Dr. Gab has to know something different for me. Okay. Crunch, crunch. I'm feeling very seen. Bye. Dr. Gab is going to love that she got a shout out. This may be Dr. Gab's first shout out by a hooligan, not either myself or Lindsay. Dr. Gab, help me. I don't think Dr. Gab can go around like the restrictions that you can't get the <laughs> the shingles vaccine before 50. <laughs> we got a lot of calls about this. Like, again, struck a nerve. A shingles, ner- actually, just like shingles, we struck a nerve because that's how it strikes. It follows a nerve. That's where your rash is. Oh, but my the, God. I know. It's all along a nerve. But anyway, we got a lot of calls from people who are like, I've gotten shingles multiple times. Someone called in and was like, I've gotten shingles four times and I can't get the vaccine. Other people called and said they could get the vaccine, but because it's not tested on people under 50, they had to pay a lot. They had to pay like a premium to get it because it wasn't covered by insurance. So I don't know. Talk to your doctor. Talk to Dr. Gab if she is, if you are fortunate (laughs) enough to have Dr. Gab in your life. I think I'm the only person who gets to ask Dr. Gab for personal questions about my health. Unfortunately for all y'all. I'm sorry so many of you are uh, were afflicted by the shingles virus. Hashtag shingles virus. <laughs> I texted Dr. Gab that she got a call for her and she said, my doc Hollywood career begins. <laughs> she loves that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the most Dr. Gab thing in the world is loving the movie Doc Hollywood. I love that movie too. You've seen it, right? Where like yeah. Michael J. Fox ends up in a small town. We've talked about this on the pod, but I love when a doctor ends up in a small town. That's one of my favorite like tropes, like Heart of Dixie, you know? What are the other ones where a doctor ends Heart up in Dixie. a small town? <laughs> it's Heart of Dixie. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, I am calling because I kind of can't believe that you guys talked about Coco Austin and no one talked about her iconic song, I Love My Shoes, in which she lets us know that she loves her shoes. She loves her shoes. She loves her shoes so much she wants to fuck them. I just don't feel like you can mention her in conversation and in good con- good conscience not bring up her iconic song, I Love My Shoes. All right. Me and Grease. Bye. I don't think I've ever heard this. I don't think I have either. It's called Shoe Freak. Ooh, honey, I got all these fabulous shoes. I pulled them straight from the designer showrooms exclusively just for you. They're too fabulous for even Vogue, honey, in a fabulous size nine. A size nine? I wear a size six, bitch. Are you crazy? I love my shoes. I love my shoes. I love my shoes. I love my shoes. Mm, I love my shoes. I want to fuck them. I love my shoes. I love my shoes. Mm, I love my shoes. I want to fuck them. In 2011. What a moment in time. Tyler Henry connects Coco to her late grandmother who makes a joke about her sexual 2011 song, Shoe Freak. Excuse me? Excuse me? Okay, hold on. Wait, where is that? Coco's grandmother knows all about her singing career, according to Tyler Henry. Excuse me. Sorry. Can I just make a correction there? Tyler Henry knows all about Coco's shoe career because he Googled her. Your grandma is joking about you singing. She's like laughing about this. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. 
she's finding this to be like amusing on her end. <laughs> and she's like laughing about it, like, oh. <laughs> Maybe she heard Shoe Freak. Shoe it's Shoe Freak. <laughs> yes. Like I did a record yes. called Shoe Freak. Okay. And I'm kind of getting all like sexual about it. Oh my, Grandma knows. She, she does. <laughs> It's but it's, it's, it's like a spoof, though. Grandma heard Shoe Freak. I'm out. I'm done. Oh, Lord. Grandma heard Shoe Freak. I'm out. I love when she goes, it's a spoof, though. As if Grandma's like, okay, it's a spoof. No one is better at Googling things than Tyler Henry. And he pretends that he's never heard of a celebrity, that he's never Googled them, that he's never been on Wikipedia in his life. To be honest, our perfect research assistant would be Tyler Henry because he, the man loves to Google. He's so good at research. That's so funny. That's so funny. Okay. Also, Coco, after all the news about so fun. Uh, Chanel breastfeeding, they took Coco... this in stride, which I liked. They oh, yeah. didn't get they didn't get like defensive or like high and mighty about the breastfeeding. Like she already said, oh, I do it because it's comforting and this is my decision. And people were like, LMAO, that's like kind of funny. But in response, mm-hmm. like they were equally funny back. Like Ice-T posted a picture and said, newsflash, we feed Chanel food. She just likes to suck mom's boobs every now and then. Me too. <laughs> and then he wrote, newsflash, I'm still breastfeeding every chance I can. He's so good at Twitter, though, so it's kind of actually not fair. He's always because, been good. Like, yeah. That guy, like, is so funny at the medium for some reason he's like somehow the only celebrity left on twitter that like can make a joke that works or whatever yeah he's talked about how much he loves coco's boobs for like 100 years since time immemorial i forgot that these two had a talk show briefly but when i was looking for clips for last the last episode i came across the one where the doctor comes on and feels her butt because he wants she wants to prove that it's real so he, mm-hmm. he she's the original kim k he feels her tush and he's like i don't feel any implants and everybody cheers and i was like what even is this? And it turns out it's from a short-lived talk show they had called Ice and Coco. Okay. So, based on anatomy, right? And he in terms of the too. muscles, Listen there are the there are three muscles there. Okay. I can feel them all. There's not an implant there. Mm-hmm. I don't feel fat injected. Mm-hmm. I can certify that mm-hmm. this is a real natural. Body. He also tweeted, LOL, when it's all said and done, I guess I'll just be known as a titty lover. I can live with that. And then later <laughs> on, later on, someone replied to him and said, but did you know he likes his wife's boobs? He's been hiding that all this time. Crying laughing emoji. And he quote tweeted that and said, just wait till they find out how much I love Coco's booty. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> He's perfect He loves at Coco's this. booty and he loves her titties. And that is like literally the essence of their relationship this whole time. I do like that they steered it away from like having anything to do with Chanel and just brought it back yeah. to Ice and Coco because they are like the funniest characters in their own story. And like that was a smart <laughs> way to like take attention away from like the exactly. child. You know? You're right. Yeah. It's genius. I wear a size six, bitch. Are you crazy? I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else <laughs> is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to say mad. is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. 
Mm -hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's the one that I will not stop Mm -hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm -hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm like, you have to move because I need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's irritating, actually. He likes the Helix so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, Might? uh, 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 uh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I was just listening and you were talking about um, Zach Efron's ex. And I have a question. It's not even really related to her, but you referenced that like, she's a beautiful woman. She could might as well be an Instagram model. But I'm curious if you guys could define or differentiate the differentiate the difference between um, an influencer, a creator, and an Instagram model. Are they all the same? Is there a Venn diagram between them? Is my brain broken? All right. Thanks. Father, son, and house of Gucci, crust, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Father, son, and house of Gucci. Okay, great call. This caller is asking us to explain the difference between an influencer, a creator, and an Instagram model. Yeah. I think there is a Venn diagram, and I think it is influencer is in the middle. Okay, right? Influencer overlaps with Instagram model and creator. I mean, I think anyone could call themselves anything, and I'm sure Instagram models have called themselves creators all the time because it almost feels like more of like a, of a, you know, more valuable title, but you're Mm -hmm. right. In, like, 
an Instagram model versus a quote unquote real model. And that line is blurry because a lot of Instagram models would get hired for real modeling jobs because they're popular on Instagram and Instagram is a very powerful marketing tool. Mm -hmm. But an Instagram model is just somebody posting like modeling shots on Instagram every day, whether that's like you know, hot bikini shots or fashion shots, you know? And then someone making a living off of it, you know? Yeah, of course. They're modeling they're modeling pretty little thing or boohoo or, you know, whatever the product is. I don't need to go on America's Next Top Model and get a contract with elite model management or whatever and get, you know, a photo spread by Nigel Barker, a noted fashion photographer, Nigel Barker. I could do this all on my Instagram. It's like taking taking the industry back in a way. But I do think the goal is to, you know, do more turn that into real modeling as well so that it's like i'm just a model but i use Mm -hmm. instagram you know but i think the term instagram model is almost a kind of a looking down term it's a bit of a pejorative are real models on women who or men who make their their money on mostly on instagram and from their followers you know yeah and i think the only reason the term creator exists is because there's always some new like social media format right like Is it videos? Is it photos? Is it like, what do you even call a TikTok? It's just like, you call yourself a creator because it's just a catch-all. It sounds good. And not only does it sound good, it's like, it sounds like what it is. It's a tool that works from like a self-promotional standpoint. It is a title that makes sense to people when they hear it. It's just vague enough and it's just explicit enough. I think creator also implies you're monetizing your work on social media. Totally. Well, also it's like, there's a difference between like, because anyone can use these platforms, they have to distinguish themselves from like you or I. So if like the, somebody was on Instagram professionally, I calling them an Instagrammer is not quite correct because I'm also an Instagrammer. I make Instagram. So do you. Or like mm-hmm. I'm also you. I could also be a YouTuber. But the people who, you know, you see that who have big audiences and make this do this for a living, like th- there is a little. And also, I think YouTube itself by calling they call the YouTubers creators. They have like a creator's project yeah. and like a creator's studio. And I think they kind of like push that term on the group of YouTubers who make YouTubes that are that make money, that are above, you know, the mm-hmm. average you, normal person on YouTube. Yeah, the term creator does a lot of work. It like legitimizes an entire industry. My question to you is, are we creators because we create a product that is like, Sure. That we make a living off of Fine. that is, you know, sent out on a, in a digital environment. Yes, you know, like, I but think we're technically creators. I think creators like the, the word when there is no other word. And unfortunately, there is a word in his podcaster. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. Wow. What a conversation. Next call. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Bobby, who is Sinker Walls? Just finished watching Resort to Love, not to be confused with Falling in Love. Both Christina Milian movies on Netflix where she is the main character and she falls for the leading man. Resort to Love is far superior to falling in love. Uh, She sings. She has the most incredible voice. Focus on that. Forget about the bakery, the beignets. Who cares? She should only sing. And so we want to know who is... Sinker Walls. Who is he? He's just very gorgeous, sexy, great actor. What a hunk. Okay. Women do belong in balloons. Grateful for Shana. He is a hunk. Grateful for Shana. And we know this because we watch Resort to Love for Mm -hmm, the Patreon. So if you want to hear us go long on the Resort to Love as well as go long on 
other things like the movie Pig that just came out <laughs> and the trailer for uh, House of Gucci we go long on as well as the trailer for The Final Duel. You should go check out our Instagram and sign up and we have so much fun the stuff there. Duel. The la- What did I say? <laughs> the Final Duel. Oh, okay. You get what I'm saying. It's the same thing. But you should go sign up for our Patreon if you want to hear like us go long on that. But we will talk about this guy because he is really hot. Not to like disrespect Netflix movies, but it's like, okay, someone's in a Netflix rom-com. Like, who cares? You don't see us out here talking about he's all that. We're not going to talk about the he's all that trailer and like dissect who's in there. We're not? No. No. We're not? We probably should, but we're not. Executive decision? No. We probably should, but we're not. It looks like crapola. We don't need to give Addison Ray more time on our cre- on our in- digital creation. Okay. This podcast. I mean, it, and it's an above average Netflix rom-com. I will give it that. But Sinkwell Walls is head and shoulders in terms of acting ability over everyone else in this movie, kind of, especially the other guys. And so I think there's a reason why he sort of Beyond just is him the being breakout, a too. Aside from like, Christina Milian. calling about him. Yeah. Well, Christina Milian <laughs> okay, is just Bobby, good, charming. What about in the She's All That trailer when they played Kiss Me and it was a remix of Kiss Me? I'm not talking about the He's All That trailer <laughs> and how Rachel, Rachel Lee, Lee Cook, Cook is in it. showed up as the mom. <laughs> and Kourtney Kardashian is drinking out of a mug on like a balcony for no reason. And you can't tell if that's Kourtney Kardashian as Kourtney Kardashian or Kourtney Kardashian as a character. I don't want to get into Okay, okay, it. okay. Sorry, sorry. Resort to Love. No, Resort to Love was a relatively good netflix movie considering how bad they are it's like it was at the it was better than expected Mm -hmm. it was totally better than expected and this guy is an actual like working actor in a bunch of stuff so it seems like oh this guy was a big get for him got famous on teen wolf was also on once upon a time i think he was sir lancelot on once upon a time nice he was in that angela bassett uh what's her name who was in that not Uma Thurman movie, Otherhood. Remember that Netflix movie that was like not that no. great, honestly, but he was one of oh, like, I do. the adult children. Oh, I do. Okay, I thought that was a cute movie. It was fine. It was like a, one of those other uh, movies with, with a very strange tone. It was oh, wait, a very was weird he tone. was her son in that movie? Yes, he was Angela Bassett's oh, son in Otherhood. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. Totally forgot, but he was pretty mm-hmm. good in that. That was a cute movie. I liked it. He's a good actor. But when we were looking up other things about him, because that's like, okay, we're running down his IMDb. Uh, Lindsay found this great 10 Things You Didn't Know About Cinque Walls on TV over mind. Lindsay pointed out number one, and I was like, well, it's funny that I think number two and number one go hand in hand. Number two, he's actually kind of protective of his private life. Number one, it's been assumed that he's gay. That is so, like... It's, it's been assumed. This, if we're going to make this a countdown and that's number one, like, get out of here. He's protective about his private life. It's been assumed that he's gay. That's well, like says, one sentence. Some may say this assumption can be blown out of the water since he has a son. But then again, many gay individuals do have kids. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like losing my mind at like the kind of backbending <laughs> explication of what it means to be gay. This then again's twice. Some might say this assumption can be blown out of the water since he has a son. But then again, many gay individuals do have kids. But then again, the idea of assuming that a man is gay just because he has no wife or girlfriend is rather presumptuous since it doesn't really mean anything. You, I'm sorry, you wrote in huge text, it's been assumed he's gay. And then in tiny text, maybe not. Well, maybe not. Well, maybe not. Could be not. Maybe not. It's like, Here's the thing. It's irresponsible to make these assumptions. It's like... You are not on your best behavior, TV Overmind. It's like the picture of that woman doing math. That's like me thinking about like like heteronormativity and like trying to figure out like how it works. <laughs> it's truly like, but he has a kid. And then like a bubble appears over my head and it's like, but I know gay men with kids. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> 
No, it's literally like mind expanding thoughts here. Anyways, we don't know anything about that. This story, which I haven't seen, I actually Googled like single walls, gay rumors. Like I was like, give me some, there are plenty of actors who you can Google fill in the blank gay rumors and you will go down a rabbit hole of like message boards where people are talking about it and they are providing like, I don't know, secondhand receipts, right? Sinkwell Walls, I did that. I couldn't really, you know, find those sorts of um, message boards or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had I saw a lot of people asking those questions. But here's the thing. Whenever you see something like that, it infects how you view every other piece of information you get about the person, right? So it's just like, after I read, number one, it's been assumed he's gay. But then again, but then again, but then again, I read this interview of him when he was releasing that movie Otherhood. And they were like, tell me about an awkward moment in your life, Sinkwa. And he's like, well, there was an awkward moment when my mom was trying to pick a girl for me to go to prom with. I actually okay. had a girl that wanted that I wanted to go to prom with, and my mom tried to strong arm me that you can only go to prom if it's with this girl. So I had to tell my mom, I'm not going to go to prom at all. We got into this whole thing. And then it was like, well, you're going to miss these dinners. And I was like, all right, I'll take this girl, mom. And I just went with her. I didn't necessarily have the best time. No disrespect to her, but I didn't necessarily have the best That's time. So that mean. was awkward to me. This girl reading this is like, excuse me what (laughs) but it's like this is a story that's really about oh an awkward run and i had with my mother but after i read this tv over mine story i'm like was prom awkward for him because he didn't want to go with the girl at all maybe because i've been i've been told that it's been assumed that he's gay i've been told i've been told he also starred as he was in that bet show american soul it had a second season he played the soul train creator And the reason why I know that is because it's the lead on this Hollywood Reporter piece that's talking about the fact that he joined this movie that's supposed to be really buzzy called Nanny. Have you heard of this? It was a blacklist script called Nanny, and he plays the nanny. Oh, he plays the nanny. Yeah. Okay. Michelle Monaghan. I feel like people are always trying to make Michelle Monaghan happen, and this may be the thing that does it. Although I've been saying that for years and years and years and years and years. Anyways, it looks ex- I think it looks exciting. It's uh, it, like it's a cool story and like he and it. This news came at the same time as Resort for Love dropping, which is like kind of great for him because it was like all at mm-hmm. once. I think that's also maybe why he's getting a lot of attention outside of the Netflix Hawkeye dynamic, which we've seen many many times. Which is like it's kind of a confluence of like a lot of things. It's coming at the right time for him getting cast in all these things, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, I see on Twitter that the baby did something. Uh, one tweet in particular said the baby is going through the terrible twos. <laughs> uh, what did he do? Please tell me. Live in La Vida Laptop. I'm getting very kindergarten cop vibes from this question. Who is DaBaby and what did he do? Unfortunately, this feels like this is like if DaBaby was approaching any sort of themdom, this like pushed it further, even though it's like undeserving in that way. And all, But like just the truth of the nature where this has been like such a big topic of conversation over the past mm-hmm. like week or so for good reason, because it's like such a mess. Also, how many things DaBaby was booked for that he then had to be canceled from? It was just like, oh, wow, this guy's like literally everywhere. He's like booked for every single big show and thing in the next like coming months. Show, festival, collaboration, and now one by one, all of those collaborations and all of those appearances are dropping. His song was at the top of the charts, Dua Lipa and DaBaby. That song, Levitating, has been, you know, probably in the top like 
five or ten songs of Billboard for like the for basically all for summer, months. if not longer. For right. Months. So it's like this guy has had essentially a number one hit for like a really long time. That that was like song of summer con- song of summer contender at least. But what did the baby do? We've been yeah, dragging this question. this out. It's like bleak to even talk about because it's like so upsetting that he did this in the first place was that he was at a festival called Rolling Loud. Um, we talked about it recently because because of um, what's her face. Was Flo Millie was there and got and people got annoyed with her for that stupid Instagram caption. People were mean to Flo Millie there, but that's the last time we talked about Rolling Loud. But the baby was there and he got in trouble twice in one night. He had a rant about something, and in his rant, he managed to like offend gay people in a way that was like I didn't even think was possible by a high profile person anymore in a big mm-hmm. stage. It's like crazy to the point where like. He's got like Elton John and Madonna being like, what the heck you know, because he's just like mm-hmm. it's what he said was like very ignorant about essentially AIDS. Like he AIDS. said, yeah, right. I mean, he I don't said, if you didn't like, show up today it or repeat it, really. It's like it sucks. He just said the most ignorant, and naive things possible about AIDS. OK, yeah, he made it worse when he was called out on it because he was like. My fans don't have AIDS. If I have gay fans, they don't have AIDS. So it's just like, like, what? He was as ignorant about AIDS as you could be in 2021. It feels dated. You know that it exists, but you're always surprised when you hear it, kind of. And so, like, loudly and proudly. And I think, not to get into too them of a territory, I think that's what people latched on with about Matt Damon. It's like, it's not surprising to me that people are going around still saying the F word, especially old straight white men. But, like... To hear it, just to hear that it actually happens, to be reminded of like an actual story of it happening recently is like shocking. So this is what DeBaby did. And he kind of had the opportunity to apologize, even though what he said was so terrible. But his apology was terrible. And so that's what happened with DeBaby. And people are really, I think, rightfully upset. Did you see Miley Cyrus today or yesterday was like, I can educate educate you, DeBaby. Yeah. I do think that people, especially celebrities, they obviously want to speak out and say, like, you know, hopefully this is you're not getting your information about AIDS from the baby there. You know, this is just it's just not it's just not true mm-hmm. what he's saying, et cetera, et cetera. And it shouldn't be something that's stigmatized. But then I think also a lot of people are kind of like, don't cancel, educate, you know, and like if somebody's mm-hmm. open to learn, teach them. And like he did put out like a very PR written statement that nobody accepted as his own. That was basically just like, I want to learn. But of course, it started with the first paragraph saying, you know, it's been hard to learn because people have like canceled me before I even have the opportunity. It's like that's also kind of unfair because like you did essentially try and apologize and did so poorly immediately after and that's why people were mm-hmm. like nope not this nope not this not this not this you know what I mean if you'd immediately said oh I seem to have some wrong information out here like I would love to learn you know that might be, have been more of like a acceptable response although you know what when you apologize some people are not going to accept your apology and some people will sure. and that's always going to be the case so like mm-hmm. it's not like everyone's going to think that what you do is perfect they're just going to have to think it's good enough you know and i think this whole process has been not good enough for people understandably well i think the proof that it was not good enough is that even after the apology he was being dropped by stuff so people with power were like you know what this isn't going to work for me i think there was an opportunity for a good apology That would have made people say, you know what, let's give this person another chance. But he obviously didn't pass that like test. 
But also it's like so interesting because it's like you have on one hand like Lil Nas X coming out with like a music video that like breaks apart so many like gay stereotypes and like has fun with it mm-hmm. and really like kind of like glamorizes it as opposed to like making it negative. In a way that is actually brave, you In know? In a way <laughs> that makes you feel like, oh, is doing this even brave anymore because Hollywood is so like, you know, opening and friendly and loving to gay people and all that. And then you see this the next week and you're like, actually... What he did was brave because they are not. Exactly. And like it makes you actually say like, wow, Lil Nas X is out here doing like incredible work and really brave stuff as an artist because Baby, who's just as big as Lil Nas X, I think, is is what he's kind of like uh, not competing against but pushing back at because that's the type of like reaction he's getting from like his peers on some level, you know? Yeah. We yeah. just don't see that. And we say, oh, everything's cool. Everything's great. If if Lil Nas X can do whatever he wants, then it must be cool in Hollywood. But it's like not yeah. it's like not cool. I don't know. I think Lil Nas X is considerably more famous than DaBaby, though. You think so? He has such a tight grip on the media and the press and like attention. He's so good at like maintaining relevance. Yeah, I agree with you. I, ju- I just more think it was interesting to get these stories back to back because I think mm-hmm. that sometimes when you're like focused on pop culture, you can be in a bubble where you think, oh, like... If all of this is happening, like we must be cool. Like, like how can people say that they're culture still culture must facing, be so progressive, right? Yeah. Like we're so progressive. Like everything's so cool. Lil Nas X can like be successful in 2021 and on his own terms. But then the next week you have something like this, and you're like, oh wait, actually never mind. The other thing that DaBaby did that pissed people off, that got overshadowed by the like really hateful homophobic stuff, is that he brought out Tory Lanez at, right. on stage, like right, right either before or after Meg went on. That's just Cruel. It's like, get this guy away from Meg. I mean, he literally mm-hmm. like shot her not so long mm-hmm. ago. Did we forget? You know? Yeah. Unapologetically. I don't know. Because that story requires context and just some, saying something hateful on a mic is much easier to understand um, and rally against. I think the Meg stuff and the Tory Lane stuff sort of got ignored. But... That's that was part of the deal. That was part of the incident. You know, that was all part of the night. Right. People were like um, this double whammy up. of like kind of ignorance and like almost hatred. Right. Like. Right. It was like hatred for Meg and it was hatred for gay people is what it was. It's scary to hear somebody just say stuff that's so ignorant and wrong about, yeah. you know, a lot of people wanted to like it's like I've worked my whole life on AIDS education, like Elton, for Elton John to say that. Like, I can't believe that we have somebody on a big platform and Elton John like famously loves listening to like art up and coming artists and like has has awareness of like new people so i think it's probably really hurtful to hear that somebody who's like cool and new and up and coming is kind of doing damage to like the education that he's been trying to like do for his whole yeah life you know and also dua lipa did speak out i think she posted it on her instagram story yeah, but like, the comment was I'm surprised and horrified at DaBaby's comments. I really don't recognize this as the person I worked with. I know my fans know where my heart lies and that I stand 100% with the LGBTQ community. We need to come together to fight the stigma and ignorance surrounding HIV AIDS. And then did you read the story on Billboard that like since she wrote that, the song has been getting less radio airplay. People haven't been playing it as much. I mean, that doesn't mean anything about well, streams, radio. Obviously, because but... radios are like the radio people. I mean, there was a version without him they could play. But it, the the yeah. version that went to number one was the version with him. Dua Lipa mm-hmm. and the baby. Everyone knows. Yeah. If like got stuck in that gets really stuck in your head. That like phrasing that he does. Anyways, um, anyway, that's what's happening with the baby. And what he was. And the reason is like he seemed like he shot to them dumb pretty quickly. But maybe he never really was a straight up them. 
the baby. I don't know. He like he had that like really impactful performance on like I think the BET Awards. Do you remember that? Like he, you know, he had and some, also on some SNL. Moments. Yeah, I don't know. I just when I was when people were like, "Oh, who's the baby?" I'm like, "That he's like been a thing for a while." But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and this is more notoriety than it is fame, anyways. What what what's going on here? Why is Big Sean working for Big? chiropractor chiropractic no chiropractor like growing two inches sorry this might offend somebody i don't even know if you want to play it but like i don't trust chiropractors and it just seems like this is a ploy to get me to go to a chiropractor i don't know please discuss crunch crunch i want to start by saying the last time we talked about big sean was for his architectural digest tour, right? Like, did we? I thought yeah, we, ta- I think we talked about him. So soothing, and he was talking about his grandma and his beautiful house. Guess whose house just sold? Big Sean's house just sold. Big Sean's house just sold for like whatever million dollars. Anyways, the point is, is that the conspiracy of the AD it rings true. These people are trying to sell their houses. Behati and Adam Levine joke about it in their terrible AD open tour where they're like, by the way, we're not selling our house. For we're going to keep it for year. at least a year, <laughs> LOL. And now Big Sean has teamed up with Big Chiropractor, as our <laughs> caller says, which made me laugh. I believe to grow, it. Well, listen to the cap. His caption's funny. It says, how the fuck I grow two inches, Sean asks in a caption. Chiropractor for a year, straight twice a week, that's how. Straight spine, that's how. I'm laughing because it's real. And I'm like cracking up because basically they do a comparison. He does like a height comparison with his friend. He does a video or whatever. And then somebody posted it and someone responded. And he said, well, I changed my lifestyle too. But when you Google like can a chiropractor make you grow taller i thought that was kind of a ridiculous notion yeah, but as it turns out it's not <laughs> at all they're not making you taller they're just fixing your posture and they straighten the spine out and it takes a lot of time it's like adjustment after adjustment after adjustment adjustment slow progress slow progress and before you know it you're two inches taller It says, of course, your chiropractor is not making you magically taller. Instead, a chiropractor is allowing your spine to straighten out and stretch, giving you the appearance of anywhere from a fourth to two inches more of height. Okay, a fourth of an inch to two inches is a huge span. That's like a surgery. It's a very controversial, messy surgery. Well, I know well, know they can also like straight, like uh, stretch your bone, stretch your bones. Is that how it works? Yeah, it's bone lengthening surgery. Right. It's a whole other can it's of worms, painful. but it's extremely painful and and extremely invasive. But that's what happens in Gattaca. I think he needs to get like two inches taller to be like Jude Law's height or something. Or oh yeah, Jude no, Law I remember has to be in two Gattaca. inches taller or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. But like, here's Big Sean saying, "No, I just have to go to a chiropractor." Big Sean saying, "I'm actually big now. Um, it used to be a joke about how I was Big Sean, but I'm little now. I'm big. Now he's five eight. I don't know what he was before. Was he like 5'5 five, five or something? No, he was 5'8 before and now he's 5'10. I'm sorry. Why can't these like short kings just be short? You don't need to be taller. It's fine. We love a short king. Chiropractic also just really scares me. <laughs> well, good thing you don't need to get any taller, bitch. You're fine. I know. I know. My poor <laughs> knees. <laughs> I'm going to need new knees by the time I'm 50. Ugh. Well, good thing they do have a surgery for that. That's tried and true. <laughs> that is good. That is good. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Bobby. Long time, long time. I'm calling because I was just 
scrolling through Instagram, as you do, and I saw a post from Bobby Burke, who is just at Bobby on Instagram. Big score there for him. Anyway, um, it's a carousel of five photos that he posted to wish a happy birthday to Joey King. And he wrote that, can you believe it's this goddess's birthday today? At Joey King has accomplished so fucking much in her young life, and I'm so honored to call her my friend. I love you. I have some questions. Um, How on earth did these two become friends? Because this just seems like the most random pairing ever. Like, did they work together on something? I would really love if you could tell me. I know that I could probably look it up myself, but where's the fun in that? Um, so yeah, please let me know who, like, initiated this friendship, how did they get to know each other, any details that you can fill me in on would be fantastic. Um, that's it. Love you both. Crunch Crunch, uh, me and Grease, him Tebow lesbian. Bye! Bobby Burke loves Joey King. Like, loves her beyond the point of like you know you need to meet a new friend and you're like i'm obsessed with them like bo- this mm-hmm. is bobby bird we and clicked joey king. did you feel like we clicked i just feel like we clicked like literally i think i think joey king i get a sense and this could be so rude is like can you tell bobby Burke to lay off like he is obsessed with her he posted a carousel of photos of them and wrote can you believe it is the goddess's birthday today joey king has accomplished so fucking much in her young life and i'm so honored to call her my friend i love you and then she commented oh my god how is it possible that you were this fucking cute i love you bobby thank you and it's like you get a sense that there's no actual tone in that that's like layoff but I'm, all, I'm sensing a layoff you know last year on her birthday he tweeted this is nothing but a tweet about how gorgeous joey king is both inside and out that is all but then he keeps going her courage uniqueness nerve and talent is out of this world her uh bobby burke loves joey king's cunt courage uniqueness nerve and talent and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she has stepped out for him many times she stepped out for his uh furniture collection launch uh they attended um some walt disney thing together wait the walt disney 2020 oh the golden globe awards celebration photographed to- together yeah they yeah they were there together at that but what's funny is that I thought, oh, these two must be old friends. But to be fair, like, she's how old? She's not that old. And he hasn't been famous that long. So it's like, how old friends could they be? Maybe they met, like, before they both were famous? No, they met in 2018 because (laughs) on the day that they met, (laughs) Joey King posted photos with herself and the rest of the Queer Eye cast. And she said, anyone else obsessed with Queer Eye and Tan France as much as me or meeting Tan France, Bobby Burke, Anthony will easily be one of my fave moments of the year. Missing JVN, Karamo Brown, and of course, hashtag can you believe. So it's like, uh, check the date on this. It's September 16th, 2018, when she met Tan France Tan featuring France, Bobby Burke, Bobby and, Burke Anthony. and Anthony. Well, it seemed like her fave at the time was Tan. Well, she wrote, can you believe I met Tan? Bobby was a featured player. I know. Bobby wasn't even first built. He was second but built. But then Bobby was like, my iconic queen, her uniqueness, nerve, and talent. I love the I act. Love her. I love wow, the act. I love the kissing Also, we haven't pointed out that both of these people are handcuffed to big Netflix, you know? Oh, that's true. They have that in common. Well, she's she's almost free of her kissing booth. 
She's almost like escaped the booth, you know? Get back in, Joey. She's like, I don't want to get back in. Joey King reads Bobby Burke a bedtime story in this cute pic from his ART furniture launch event on Tuesday night, November 5th in Los Angeles. The 20-year-old Kissing Booth star was just one of the many guests at the event, joining singers Scott Hoying and Betty Who. That's Pentatonic and Betty Who. Plus Randall Park, Adam Rapon, and just Jared Jr.'s own Jared Ang. (laughs) We love Jared, though. Betty, who showed up for Bobby and not Karamo? Okay, fine. I see how it is. She'll just show up for anyone. Doesn't matter who you are. I bet if I called Betty, who was like, meet me at Coffee Bean, she'd be like, okay, I'll be there in 30. <laughs> What's your name again? Bobby? I show up for anyone. Bobby? Bobby. What? Finger? Okay. <laughs> Coffee Bean? Great. <laughs> okay. Lindsay, Bobby. <laughs> Paris Hilton has a show on Netflix called Cooking with Paris, season one coming Wednesday. Um... I, God, I hope it's just like her video of her making lasagna. I didn't know who else to tell. I need, I need to watch this show, unfortunately. Um, and it's y'all's fault, if I'm being completely honest. Anyway, grateful for Sharna. I guess we talked about Paris's lasagna on this show that we, so it's like, a, a, like we, we have, have to follow, to follow up. up with the Ugh. kind of depressing. It's like, I hate when something, not that Paris making lasagna on YouTube was like sp- special or like surprising, but it was like, it was a funny thing to make fun of and like have fun with. But of course, nothing can be fun for long before big Netflix, Netflix gets, gets its a hold hands it. around its neck. <laughs> big Netflix are here to strangle the fun out of the project. But this is really the least yeah. fun show of all time. I mean, it's gotten like horrendo reviews, you know, so Hor- it's not like horrendo. anyone is. Horrendo. The Irish Independent. I can't the read Irish. the thing because you need to, I need to like be a paid subscriber and I'm sorry I'm not a paid subscriber of the son of the Irish Independent. Why not? You don't like the Irish Independence? You don't like Irish Independence? That's fucked up. But their headline is, Cooking with Paris Review, colon, Hilton's new show is a recipe for depression. Oh. <laughs> But I and I but I, I'm reading the lead and I feel like I can extrapolate what they mean from the lead even though it's the only thing I can see before the rest of it is blocked off. Paris Hilton isn't stupid. She isn't as vacuous as she appears. She doesn't float through the world in a pink fluffy cloud of entitlement, completely oblivious to what life is like for people who aren't named Paris Hilton or weren't born into privilege or vast inherited wealth. She isn't ditzy or disinterested in anything that isn't about her. Her mind isn't blank and incurious to the point of total intellectual showdown. She's smart enough. She knows exactly what she's doing. And I feel like I know what this writer is going to say. What's her name? Pat Stacy. Basically, what you said to me over text, which is that for years and years now, she's been saying, no, you don't understand. The Paris Hilton you know is a joke. It's a character. Right. It's a character. But she won't stop doing the character. So I don't care at this point if it's a character. Shawnee, you and I were talking about this as well because you watched it and mm-hmm. you were like, wow, it's incredible how like relatable Kim Kardashian seems next to Paris Hilton, which is hilarious because yeah. like the least relatable person alive somehow comes off as like a cool girl next to Paris. The most normal lady. Which really proves she's the new and improved model like in some way, in some yeah. twisted way, you know. But what's most interesting about this is that Paris, through lots of things, through interviews, through the documentary, through trauma that she revealed, you know, like that she talked about and she did have a shitty thing happen to her. Not great. Several shitty things happening to her. But she kind of said, you know, like, I'm a real person and, you know, um, that character that I played was a very specific character and, uh, you know, I don't regret doing it, but I put on a mask or whatever and here's the real me. 
And then 20 minutes later, oh, here's my cooking show in which I play this idiot character again. So it's like you really can't have it both ways, you know? You can't sell me a documentary about the real you, but then also sell me a reality show about the fake you. You know what a great comparison would be to make to this show, which I don't think is an amazing show, but it's 10 times better than this one, which is the Selena Gomez cooking show in which Selena Gomez does not know how to cook that well, but you can tell she likes it. She wants to be there. She's learning. It's like you're learning with her and you're not your and the kind of mistakes that she's making are ones that you could see yourself making. Unlike Paris Hilton, who comes off as disinterested in the whole thing, almost like she's being forced to do it, which Selena wants to know how to do things. Paris Hilton wants the cameras out of her house as soon as possible, where it's like, (laughs) sweetie, you asked for this. Literally, if this is all a gag, if the joke's on me, like if you are playing a character, the character sucks at this point. I'm done with the character. I don't think it's fair to even say the joke's on me because you don't like it. So it's not even like you're fooling anyone and you get this like, that's why I'm like reading all these reviews. Like even if it's like, oh, you're not supposed to take it seriously. It's a joke. The joke still sucks. And this is unpleasant to (laughs) watch. You know, whether or not I get the joke has nothing to do with the fact that this is a miserable show and I hate watching it. So like, I I I hate that to like kind of, you know, say oh it's a thing you know it's a it's a whatever Mm -hmm. but you get what i'm saying she says i love this this is i'm quoting dance review and variety but it says preparing food together hilton makes a show of her own ineptitude and kardashian west barely plays along quote why does this keep turning brown hilton asks of french toast on the stovetop quote because it's just cooking kardashian west replies i can't also did you notice that there was a fake rumor that she was pregnant that she definitely released and then said, no, I'm not pregnant it, to promote this absolutely. show. 100%. 100% she absolutely promoted that herself. Yeah. I'm pregnant. Just kidding. I'm not. Just and guess kidding. What I'm not. Was. Oh, watch my new show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will be next year or whatever. It was that was mm-hmm. a very that was a because in the show she talks about like, oh, next year when I have a baby and I'm married, like I'm going to be such a good cook. It's like, oh, my God, you're so manipulative. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the show sucks. Do not give it a stream. Extraordinarily even for a gag. unpleasant it show. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. <laughs> and it just okay. sucks because if Paris had kept doing the shtick on her YouTube, it might actually still be good. Because something with that lasagna worked, but as soon as it got to this like professional level, it lost every kind of like maybe spark that it had. I don't know. Well, the thing about the lasagna is that there kind of weren't games. Like it really was just her in the kitchen and they were like, hey, make a lasagna. And she was like, this is the one thing I can make. You look it up and it's true. People say there's like contemporaneous reporting from back in the day with her famous friends being that like, she makes lasagna. Paris makes lasagna. It's the one thing she right. can make. And so right. it's her making lasagna and it's like- right. It's a clunky method, but you know what? I bet it's delicious because it's pasta cheese and tomato sauce. You know, like right. how could it not be bad? Right, Even right. though it was absurd, it was authentic because it was something Paris did. None of this right. is authentic. Right, right. Um, hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. Literally called earlier today. Whatever, it's fine. Um, I just learned that Matthew Reese has an Instagram dedicated to him restoring a a boat and the boat is like one of Hemingway's boats. The account is called um, Movable Feast NY. And like, I don't know, if you just said to me the phrase like, oh, a uh, middle-aged male actor is restoring one of Hemingway's boats, that would really roll my eyes. But because it's Matthew Reese, I feel like it's kind of charming. Um, also, is he the first celebrity to have an Instagram dedicated to their boat? Crunch, crunch. 
Matthew Reese is restoring a boat, has an Instagram chronicling it, and you can charter it out for trips. What? <laughs> We've like almost talked about this for a few weeks because people, we haven't gotten a lot of calls, but maybe like one call a week for the past few weeks, someone will say like, hey, Matthew Reese is chartering a boat. Is that weird? And it's like, yeah, it is weird. But like, what are you going to say about it? But like the more details you get, the more bizarre and kind of funny it is. And wait, is it Ernest Hemingway's boat or not? It's a little confusing. I don't think it's actually Hemingway's boat. I think Hemingway's boat is somewhere else, but it is one of the types of boats that were not that common that Hemingway used. Oh, it's like Hemingway's yeah, boat. Yeah. And there are only four yeah. of these boats yes. that exist in the world. One of them was Hemingway's and yes. one of them is Matthew Reese's. It's Got still it. a Got rare it. boat. It's still a very rare boat, and it's like exactly a the one boat. that Hemingway used, but it's not that exact boat. I think that exact boat, to its credit, is in a museum somewhere. Mm-hmm. It belongs in a museum. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But what's interesting is that, you know, interesting. I mean, COVID, whatever, and he, Matthew Reese, they moved to the Catskills, and his, this is the project that he started working on for that, like was restoring this boat. And chartering it out on weekends in New York City. So you can like... You can, depending on, you know, where you want to, depending on where you want to do it, he'll bring that boat to Manhattan. He'll bring that boat to Brooklyn. He'll bring it to New Jersey. And you can go out with six people or less for for $685 an hour. hour, Minimum of two hours. So you're talking. But guess what? You get food. If Matthew Reese was there and I got food, I would totally get 12 friends to get on this boat with me. How many people fit on the boat? Six people or less. Only six people. Six people or less. No, but it doesn't say what's the maximum. Six people. Does it say that? Six people or less means the maximum is six. Oh. Everyone would have to be willing to spend $228 for two hours on Matthew Reese's boat. Okay. Which is bananas (laughs) unless Matthew Reese is there and you're talking to him and he's making you Welsh rabbit. You know, if it's not Matthew Reese serving me the Welsh rabbit, I don't think it's $280. That would be sick. That would be sick. And I've never had Welsh rabbit. Do you know it's not rabbit? It's just like cheese, right? It's cheese on bread. Two of my literal favorite things. Not to mention two very affordable things. Cheese on bread, $230. A popular legend suggests that the meat-based name for this meatless dish stems from Welsh peasants for whom cheese was a substitute for the meat they could not afford. So it's Mm -hmm. like pub food. It's cheese on bread. They call it Welsh rabbit or rarebit sometimes. Is it Matthew Reese on the boat or not? I'm going to need to know this before I make my reservation. I think that that's something that you could ask if if you were really willing to do it. What if Matthew Reese read to us from like a Hemingway book while we like listen to a gramophone on his boat? That would be worth $200 a person, six people. I Like honestly, would it? For a big Matthew Reese fan, Shawnee would fly in. Shawnee comes up again. <laughs> For a big Matthew Reese fan, sure. Not to, not to pull up this at Oscar buzz, but what do you think the four <laughs> known fours for Matthew Reese are on The IMDb? Americans. The Americans, Got it. number one. Yeah. Uh, Perry Mason, number two. Nope. Perry Mason, number three. Nope. It's not in there. Are you fucking kidding but, me? And the Americans like... isn't number one either. It's just, I'm, you don't have to rank them. But the Americans is up, is up there, is up there. It's just like he is one of those people that like, if you know, you know. Like, if you know of Matthew Reese, you're a Matthew Reese stan. People really are charmed by this person. I mean, you couldn't not watch the Americans and not stan him. That's but like he's literally... definitely a who. Is he a Oh, absolutely. Oh, I know. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. He's so good in that. So those are two of the four. The other two you're not going to get. I almost don't even want to make you guess because who could remember that Matthew Reese is the star of both The Post and Burnt? 
starring Bradley Cooper. Not the post. <laughs> he's not Daniel post. Ellsberg in the post. And they not were his fucking burnt. papers. He's not in Burnt. He's in Burnt? He's in Burnt. I think he is like a rival yeah. chef or something. I vaguely remember seeing uh, Burnt. Burnt is good, though, to be honest. Hate Burnt's to say not a bad it. movie. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Call in at 619. I'm getting on that boat. I'm not going on the boat. Yes, you are. Why would you no, get on the boat? I don't care about Matthew Reese. I'm not spending, I've never spent that much money for a concert. If I'm spending that much money, I'm going to, I want like a two hour performance and the opportunity for a meet and greet. Okay, like I don't want to just this maybe is a run into Matthew. meet and greet. <laughs> but we don't know that he's going to be there. I can't believe you won't pay $200 to get on Matthew Reese's boat if we, if we figure, I can't if believe If it were a, someone I was actually a fan of and I was like on the boat with them and they were serving me uh, cheese on bread. Have you yeah, watched The Americans? If Patricia Clarkson said, hi, Bobby, if you give me $238, you can get on my boat and I'll serve you food and make you cocktails. I would throw money in her face. Okay, but have you watched The Americans? No. Okay, well, that, okay. okay. That's so, why. That's the problem. That's well, then why that's I don't why care I'm not, about getting on Matthew Reese's boat. Then that's why I'm not going to spend $230 to get on Matthew Reese's boat. I'm not going to do it. This is the end of the episode. Keep calling in at 619 who them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes and other bonus stuff. And have a great weekend. Bye. If you've been Bye. on Matthew Reese's boat, call in, please. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey. Little Mix's Madame Tussauds wax figures are unveiled and includes Jeezy Nelson. Not going to lie, when I heard you say Sean and Camilla, I had no idea who the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> oh, good form. Hi, Lindsay Bobby, longtime listener, few-time caller. Um, <laughs> my dog's barking at me. <laughs> I was walking, I, I was coming home the other night, and a person crossing Bedford... <laughs> at Quincy in bed sky. They were really drunk and I just heard them say stop barking. And I just heard them say into their phone, like really loudly, really drunk, you need to sing everything is embarrassing right now. And it wasn't either of you, but I'm assuming that they were calling one of you. So uh I just need to let you know that and let you know that I thought your friend. Uh okay, pork and sorkin. Hi Lindsay Bobby, long time, long time. Um I don't have anything to add to the hooligan discourse this week. I just wanted to submit a formal petition for the new hooligan sign-off to be <laughs> Father, Son, and House of Gucci. Crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, it's Abby. Um, I feel like maybe you got a bunch of calls about this, but I might just live in my own Twitter bubble, but... um. I don't want to Google what the demon twink is. Are you guys going to explain it for me? <sighs> Sorry, I called about this. Grateful for Sharna. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, with the news of demon twink today, I'm just curious if twinks as a group are whose. I don't think they're thems, but I do think that as a group, twinks are who's. I think a lot of people talk about twinks, but unless you know, you don't really know what a twink is or who a twink is. And if Demon Twink taught us anything, a lot of twinks 
can act like who's. I mean, I guess anyone can act like a who, but I really feel like twinks are who's. Oh, boy. Um, crunch, crunch. <laughs>